Hello and welcome back to another show of Endeavor, the audio podcast and the video show. Uh, I am Jason Breikoff, your host, and once again I am with one of my favorite guests, Christy Davin. So nice of you to say. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for being on the show again. Uh, recently had a conversation about some college prep tools. We talked about uh, one particular tool on a service called Naviance, which was the scattergram, which showed uh, any particular school's acceptance of students from your school and their uh, a gram of their SAT scores and GPA. So let's dive into some of those numbers and what they mean and, and how important they are. And specifically, I want to talk about how important are test scores. Now, I have some strong opinions about that, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that, not only as an educator uh, and as a communications expert, but also um, as a parent. So what are, you, what are some of, you, of your thoughts about test scores? Um, well, I, as you said, come at that from many different perspectives. Uh, first, as a student, as I many decades ago, when we applied, um, Naviance didn't exist, but SAT scores were one of the biggest measures of um, qualification for college acceptance. Um, and I remember it vividly for myself because my SAT scores were very good, but my grades and the rest of my resume was sort of average. And so a lot of the colleges actually sent me letters saying, you know, in including, we talked in one of our videos, my family alma mater, where I'm the only person in my family to not have gone to Bowdoin, the personalized letter of rejection, it was a very kind letter of rejection from the dean said, you know, we, we find that we don't think you're applying yourself, that you've clearly got the intelligence to get good grades, but you are not applying it and making mm. the most of your high school years. And so they want, when they're accepting somebody, they want somebody who is going to make the most of the opportunities available to them. And I did not demonstrate that mm -hmm. um, to Bowdoin and other colleges uh, to which I was not uh, offered admission. So from, from a personal perspective, I see the value and the detriment that actually, or ironically, my good SAT scores counted against me. That's interesting. I actually a very opposite experience from you. And again, this is probably during the same period because I think we're around the same age. Mm -hmm. That uh, I had a really disastrous freshman year, which I've alluded to on several other episodes of the podcast, where I just was not ready for high school. I kind of coasted all the way through elementary school up through eighth grade. I really didn't have to put in a lot of effort. Um, studying was just, you know, I didn't have to study separately from just doing my homework. And ninth grade high school wasn't like that. And then you, you combine that with some personal difficulties. My father was very ill my freshman year and was in the hospital for months on end. And so it was a really rough year for me. And that dragged my GPA down, uh, even though my junior year I, I did very well and my senior year I got straight A's my GPA was slightly better than average not as good as it should have been for myself especially someone who had taken AP classes and it was my SAT scores by hitting certain numbers that really rescued me in a lot of circumstances mm -hmm. so I think what we're really seeing here is more of a balance between SAT and uh, grades that they are part of that initial uh, set of numerical criteria for schools, but I want to throw out something really interesting for years I worked in California and a lot of the students with whom I worked were applying to Cal State schools or UC schools And I know that states like Massachusetts with the public universities here also have a similar system where there was that sliding scale as in the higher your GPA 
the lower you can afford your SAT scores or other test scores to be in order to guarantee admission to the state school system. That doesn't mean you'd get into UCLA, which was and still is the most prestigious of the UC schools, but that if you hit certain thresholds, a combination of SAT and GPA, very similar to those blue lines on that scattergram from our previous video and, and podcast episode, that you'd be guaranteed into the UC system. It might be UC Merced, the newest, youngest, and least prestigious UC school, but it would be a UC school. And that's uh, something to think about. I think that was kind of that scale, like for both of us, there were schools we got into and schools we didn't. Mm -hmm. So I think, if it, for me, I think it's much more about the grades academically and how you got those grades. Sure, and again, as we've talked about in previous videos, um, the academic, excuse me, the admissions officers who review your application, mm -hmm. it's their job to know what challenges your school, your particular high school offers you. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna penalize you for not taking AP courses if your school didn't offer any. Right. So um, if you, if there are five AP courses and you took none of them and mm -hmm. got a 4.0, that's different yeah. than if you took half of them and got a 3.7. Right. I, I think the student who got that 4.0 in your, in your example just now is at a disadvantage mm -hmm. to the student who got a 3.7 because that student earned that 3.7 in AP classes. And, and they were willing to take the challenge right. as opposed to not challenging themselves. They challenged themselves. The, the courses were more rigorous, mm -hmm. so that gave them a, a stronger advantage. And again, we're not even talking about weighted GPA versus non-weighted GPA. Again, none of that really matters. Schools know what your GPA is, what your grades are, because you submit your transcripts. They don't care about whether they were weighted or not. Um, if you got good to great grades in challenging classes, it's better than someone who got all great grades in the easiest classes possible. Right. It just is. Right. So I think that, and this is what I tell my students when I'm teaching an SAT or ACT class, is that grades come first before test scores. Grades, how you got those grades, how rigorous were the classes, and what level, honors, AP, and uh, how rigorous your school was. Uh, and, and to say that, to say that, I don't mean to say that if a school is in trouble, if you are in an urban environment or a very rural environment, and that's the only option you have for school, and, and it's not a very rigorous school, sometimes attending a school that has a poor reputation, that is a troubled school, actually is to your advantage because schools, universities can see that you strove to succeed and excel in a challenging environment. Mm -hmm. So it's not that not that they don't hold attendance at a bad school against you, they actually give you bonus points in some ways for it. So it's the best schools and the worst schools where you're going to get extra attention from colleges for attending those schools. It's the schools in the middle really where they kind of ignore that aspect. And they'll also, um, they publish nationally the SAT score averages from every town, every mm -hmm. high school. So they can also see how you place among your peers mm -hmm. in the same environment. Absolutely. So, um, right. So, if you're going to a school that's really struggling and you just blow out the numbers, that's going to get their attention. Right. Even if it might not meet the national mm -hmm. um, or even what they deem um, as their minimum threshold for academic qualification. Right. And I think that leads us back to what we've been talking about in almost every episode, which is it's not just about the numbers. So, if the question is how important are my test scores, they are one of several equal and important factors on the academic side which is only half of the story. 
Right. And in that last video, um, one of the things that we discussed, which I find so interesting, the Navion scattergram. Yeah. So again, the Navion scattergram is basically just a visual representation of academic qualification based on one plotted point, which is SAT score, and the other plotted point, which is GPA. And every student who submits those two numbers gets plotted on that graph. Mm -hmm. um, that is a cross-reference of who went to your high school and applying to this particular college. So right. the scattergram is from your high school, applicates for that college. Right. And so another way to look at this is whether you're looking at a school's own website or you're looking at Naviance or you're looking at the College Board's Big Future website, or the Barron's Guide, or the Barron's website, or any of the other uh, services that talk about college admissions and college search. And you look up a school, and let's just call this um, New Jersey State University, because I know there's no such thing, okay? So let's say you look up New Jersey State University, and you notice that the median SAT scores for that school under the new scale, the 1600 scale, are 1150 to 1250. Now why, why did they give you two scores, you might ask? Because that score range represents, of all the students they accepted last year, the 25th to 75th percentile. That means if you lined up all the students, that New Jersey State University, that mythical school I just made up, you line up all the students they accepted last year, and you know what, they only accepted 100 students. That's it because it's a made-up school. If they did that and lined them up on the first day of school, based on their SAT scores, that means that the 25th person in line got that 1150, and the 75th person in line got that 1250, and the middle got scores in between, but that means that 25% of students scored higher than that range, above a 1250, but of the students they accepted, 25% scored below an 1150, below the mill, below their median, below their range. How did those students get in? What did they do? Well, those students had compelling stories. Maybe they were star athletes. Maybe they were students who started a business. Maybe they were students who know how to play the cello. And that's really interesting to that school because the orchestra at that university needs a cellist. They got good grades, their SAT scores were okay, and they have a skill, or they're, they have a unique story. They climbed a mountain, and you know they have a blog about it. They, they make their own video show on YouTube. There's something about that student's story, which is so compelling to that university, that college, that having an SAT score that's meh, okay, slightly below average, is not a hindrance to admissions. Well, and one of the things that's great about the Navion scattergram is it can show you, as we discussed in that last video, the trend for that college to, uh, to accept people who were below those minimum thresholds for academic qualification. Because if you see lots of green dots, which, re which um, represent students who were accepted, Lots of green dots below the academic qualification SAT score and below the GPA, or maybe one or the other. What you'll learn is that college is more interested in that story. Mm -hmm. There are some colleges, I'm sure, that, that you can see an, act, an actual probably line between the green dots and the red X's, and that line will be very close to the, the representation which shows up as a box. 
on the Naviance. The ones inside the box are the people who were not academically qualified. The ones outside the box are the ones who were academically qualified. And if that school, you only see green outside the box and only red inside the box, what you're learning is that's probably a school that goes by academic qualification more than it goes by the personal story. Mm -hmm. And so if your test scores, if you've taken test prep and you've taken the SAT or ACT multiple times and you still just can't get above a thousand for the SAT or let's say, um, what's the median for the ACT, 20? 21. 21. Uh, if you just can't do it, then the great thing about the Navion scattergram is it can show you visually you can look up some colleges and actually look at the scattergram and see which colleges tend to accept more students who did not reach what that school's data shows is their minimum qualification for academic quali academic qualification for that school based on GPA and SAT. Absolutely. So I think we kind of answered the question, how important are my test scores, which is moderately important. They are an important factor in the academic side, but they're not a determining factor in admissions. And if you don't achieve exactly the median score for the school to which you want to apply, if you're shooting for whether it's an Ivy League school or a near Ivy or just a really good regional school or one of the top national universities that's not an Ivy League school, and you know that their range is 1350 to 1450 and you don't hit exactly 1400, you got a 1390, oh no, it'll be fine. It, it will be fine because that is not the thing that's going to keep you out of that school. That's not it. It's going to be, do they want to know you? Do they want to meet you? Do they, do they want to, does the admission officer want, want to bump into you on campus accidentally for four straight years? That's what it's going to be about. So it's not just about the numbers. So Christy, thank you so much for being on the episode again. I know this is, again, a topic that's really a passion of yours because Definitely. you really feel strongly about this. And so I really appreciate you coming to talk to me about it. It was my pleasure. Anytime. Well, thank you so much for listening and or watching on the video show. And if you like us, please uh, leave a comment and like us on YouTube. You can uh, like us and share us on Facebook, YouTube, um, any of your podcast listening apps that you enjoy. You can also leave a comment. And if you really want to talk to us, the best way to reach me is at EndeavorPod. That's our Twitter feed. And if you uh, comment there, I will be sure to respond to you. Uh, and thank you so much. And as always, let's keep learning. <laughs>